Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish independent podcast. When you ask people about drone delivery, they all think it wouldn't be great if you could deliver lungs and blood and, and all that stuff. Of course it would, but it's not a rational business unless someone subsidizes it at the start. We want to build the infrastructure, own the infrastructure, roll it out to every geography, and then everyone can use it for everything. We want to really go for it and scale it. If we can get access to capital, we want to win. We want to be the biggest in the world. We'll raise another round towards the end of this year, early next year. And over the next 18 months, we will probably roll out to between one and two million people in Ireland. And one or two other European markets is our goal. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square can help your business needs from menu management and payments to online ordering. Visit square.com for more. Now, my guest today is launching what he calls the world's largest drone delivery trial in Blanchardstown. He's one of the best known tech entrepreneurs in Ireland right now. Bobby Healy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Bobby, just back to basics. There probably won't be too many listeners who aren't aware of what you or MANA does, but MANA is a drone delivery company that focuses mainly on what kind of deliveries? Deliveries of everything, small and large. We're we're delivering coffee, we're delivering takeaway food, we're delivering groceries from Tesco. Uh, everything you can imagine that fits inside this small bucket in terms of size and, and now up to three and a half kilos. Okay. How many drones do you actually have flying at the moment? In Balbriggan, where we're live, we operate the entire town with five drones. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our next town, we'll operate, we think, with about 15. So you don't need many drones. One drone does about 70, 72 actually deliveries a day. Mm. So you don't need that many. They're quite productive. Okay. And where are you live at the moment or going live uh, right now? Yes, we're live in Balbriggan, North Dublin, uh, population there of about 35,000 people mm-hmm. and 10,000 air codes. And we're going live in September to Blanchardstown, where we'll serve about 120,000 people and 39,000 air codes. Mm-hmm. And then Dallas as well. So we're going live yeah. in Dallas uh, in, in uh, October this year. So this is the US trial. And how big will that be? I mean, what, what uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they talk about it as an area. What parts of that yeah. area will you serve? Yeah, so we're working with a real estate company there called Alliance Texas, uh, part of the Ross Perot um, dynasty. And the town we're operating in, Hillwood, and the neighboring towns are about 10,000 people. 
Um, everyone has a swimming pool there, of course. Um, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful area, actually. And so much smaller than what we're doing in Ireland, but an important step for us. It's our first license from the FAA. That's the US regulator. Mm-hmm. And a big signal of intent from us. I mean, we, our biggest target market is the USA. And it's important that we take our first steps. And, and so October is less ambitious than Blanchardstown, but very, very important. Is the US ahead of, around the same, or behind Ireland when it comes to preparing for drone deliveries? It's miles behind Ireland um, and miles behind Europe. So our, Ireland falls within the, obviously, the EU regulatory framework overseen by EASA, the European um, Aviation Safety Agency. And IAA implement those regulations and audit companies uh, and airlines in Ireland associated with those regulations. So it's true to say that, that we are miles ahead of the US, I would say conservatively two years, possibly more. And within Europe, IAA and, and Ireland would be probably top three anyway, perhaps top two, I would say. And when you say that, what are you thinking of? What are the criteria that would cause you to say that? What, why are we ahead? What, what is it about this environment that makes us ahead? It's it's support, it's w- willingness to implement the regulations that are in place, willingness to sit down with commercial businesses to help them to meet the regulatory standards, assigning the resources that, that are required to oversee companies like us. When you don't get a free ride, it's the regulation in Europe is the toughest regulation in the world. It's really hard. It's a high bar to, to achieve regulatory uh, permission. And what you need is a regulator that it's a state entity. Usually state entities don't, you know, they're not as talkative as, as entities like us. So you need them to, to support your vision. You need them to, to want the same result as you. And the IA are very much that. Like when I started the business five years ago, I met them first and mm. I, I could read that there was a willingness on their part to move the industry forward. Nothing to do with us or me. Just that they wanted Ireland to be a center of excellence for drone technology and drone companies. And that's evident in our success. But also look, look at Google are here with their drone delivery mm. program. And that's no accident. They're here because we have an environment, both government, pro-business government, uh, a population that loves the technology, but also a regulator that, that wants to see Ireland on the map. So that's that's why. Yeah, I'd, I'd talk about Google Wing and maybe a couple of other companies in a couple of minutes. But just to remind people in the regulatory environment that we're in, when a MANA drone goes up and makes a delivery, um, the restrictions that are on that delivery service at the moment, when you launched, there had to be a human being that more or less yeah. tracked the the drone. Um, where where are we at now? Yeah, when we launched in Money Call, we we not only had, we had three human beings per drone. We had to pause when we crossed the road if in case it was traffic, we weren't allowed to cross roads. All that stuff. Then we forward wind or and more and that to to Balbriggan. In Balbriggan, we still have two and a half people per aircraft, so mm-hmm. we have a pilot in inverted commas that, that doesn't really have a role, but you know that's what they do. We have a visual observer that's on the roof that's looking at the airspace. And we actually have people running around the whole town in cars following the aircraft. Mm. Um, that's our choice. It's not forced on us, but that's that's the overhead. So it's never a viable business like that. Mm. The consumer sees it as a as a fully fully fledged drone delivery operation. But in in fact the, the duck is paddling viciously underwater. Um, but when we go to Blanchardstown, we move completely to beyond visual line of sight. 
So that's a technical term in, mm -hmm. in our space where you no longer need that connection between person and aircraft. So our aircraft's been autonomous since since we started. It never needed a person. But Blanchetown's where we take the, the, the train wheels off and we actually become profitable at a unit level by removing all of those people. And that's because we'll operate at sale three um, risk level. So when a MANA drone delivers in Blanchardstown, there won't be somebody on the ground following it or spotting it. There won't be somebody on the roof watching the airspace. It will be acting to all intents and purposes like the, the kind of commercial delivery that people would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the end state, if you will, of how we would operate at scale. So we don't know what the ratio is yet. We, we have to still play around with that. But we, we think the ratio will be about 10 to 15 aircraft per MANA employee. Mm -hmm. um, and that person's role is simply to observe the airspace, look for I illegal use of the airspace. So, for example, um, a helicopter coming in below the allowed uh, flight level, things like that. So, yeah, it, it's it's that's why I say it's going to be the biggest. That will make us the biggest drone delivery operation in the world simply because of the volume that we think we'll be operating there about between 500 and 1,000 deliveries a day. Um, and that we couldn't afford to, that overhead. If you'd need 150 people to implement that if you were going to do it with our old model. So mm. um, it really does uh, release the chains. Whereas now... It, that will be more like, what, a couple of dozen people? Yeah, like it, now in Balbriggan, we have two and a half people per aircraft and two two shifts a day. Um, and, that you know, the aircraft does six deliveries an hour. Mm -hmm. So factored in, each person is essentially doing two deliveries per hour, which is funnily enough what most road delivery companies are able to achieve in the suburbs. Um, so it wouldn't be viable. You'd need an army of people and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to make money. Mm. So... As it stands then, if you were to scale, if you had the resources, if somebody gave you a billion euro and told you you could scale, you are pretty much or almost at the point where you could go to other places in Ireland and do the same? Yeah, why do you think I'm in San Francisco at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, correct. So, I mean, the magic, you know, the, the magic is to achieve positive unit economics. In other words, your costs are less than your revenue on a per-flight basis. And then that results in whatever contribution per flight. And that hopefully the sum of all those contributions for all your flights covered the location. So we think the Blanchardstown will be profitable at a location level. And if that's true, it means that, yes, we could. The reason we'd be able to scale now anywhere and actually not have to, to torch investors' money to do it. So we'd be highly investable um, if, if we can pull that off. And we think we can. We think we have everything that's required. And Blanche is where we'll prove that. Um, and that means, yeah, we. Th the next step for us is we'll do a fundraise. It won't be a billion. Um, mm. We don't need anything near that right now for this stage of the business. But we will, we hope, get it to a point where it could take in billions and, and scale across every country in the world ahead of anyone else. And and that those funds or that investment would be used for operational capital, you know, hiring people on the ground. I mean, there's still a lot of people that go to building the drone delivery business, particularly R and D, operational maintenance, things like that. Think of us as a as a gigantic airline. That's the way to think about it. You still need capital to to grow. 
I was looking at some of the figures on Crunchbase and uh, I think uh, drone or drone adjacent technologies have been on a bit of a, a roll this year, $1.5 billion uh, more than so far this year, more than uh, all of last year yeah. combined. You guys are, I think, up in the 30s odd, some, somewhere around that in terms of million of dollars raised, something like that? Uh, just over 40. Just over 40. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so if you're focusing on the US and if it's two years behind, then this is a medium term future bet for anybody who you might be talking to now, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you see, there's, you're right, there's a lot of capital has gone in. Most recently, Zipline raised at a you know, 350 million on a 4.2 mm. billion valuation. And we're ahead of them. Um, but Ireland is different. Europe is different. The capital just isn't, isn't here. To, to make those kind of bets. So we have to be much more sane about, you know, how we present the business to investors. So that's why I always talk about profitable unit economics. I won't say conservative growth, but profitable growth. Whereas a lot of other companies, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they, they place the bets way ahead of the rational curve, right? So before it's been proven that they can fly autonomously, deliver into back cards, before they've proven the unit economics, they place the bets and that's that's venture capital, but that doesn't happen uh, outside of the US, unfortunately. Mm. Has, has your thinking on what drones might be used for, has it changed at all? I mean, you, you mentioned many, yeah. many things uh, earlier on that they can be used for, but and it's obviously restricted to size in the laws of physics. What's where's your thinking at now? There, the physics scale. Um, so you can travel further, you can carry bigger, heavier, almost linear connection to the amount of energy, or the, the size of the battery, and, and the cost uh, per flight. So it works really well. So, therefore, you could deliver anything you want and carry anything you want. Now, our the, the reason we deliver coffee and ice cream and groceries is not because we think they're the most important things to deliver. It's because that's what makes it a rational business. If you can deliver something with high frequency and high adoption, that pays for the infrastructure to be rolled out. Just like buses need people and um, drone delivery businesses need volume. And so that's why we're starting that way. So we can reach a, a rational business that we can scale and scale out the infrastructure and so on. And um, later on, we can deliver medicine, you know, critical things that it, when you ask people about drone delivery, they all think it wouldn't be great if you could deliver lungs and blood and, and all that stuff. Of course it would, but it's not a rational business unless someone subsidizes it at the start. And we, we, we don't have enough capital to, to subsidize it ourselves. So we want to build the infrastructure, own the infrastructure, roll it out to every geography, and then everyone can use it for everything. Parcel delivery companies on post could use it. You name it. There's there's uses for it. But first, you got to build a safe, reliable, scalable robot. Mm. And that so far we're at this five years and, and still working on it. Still working on it. What what's short at the moment of your the finished yeah. article there? Well, so I mean, safety is the number one thing, right? And and you can't you can't roll out at scale an object that hasn't been tested the hell out of it. You can do all the simulations in the world you want, but the real life, you know, is different. So we have a new aircraft. That's what we'll fly in Blanchardstown. It's a bigger aircraft. Um, we think it's the aircraft for us for scale. But we need to put a million, two million flights on that aircraft before we would say we're done and ready. Mm -hmm. um, we have 150,000 flights on our current design. 
and our new aircraft will it'll take a year at least of bedding in you know where we can reduce the i would say the inspections like we inspect the, the aircraft every flight and we do a breakdown every week and so it's a very heavy maintenance overhead that, that really make it difficult to scale so those are the kind of things that there's a lot more but those are the really hard things to to reduce the overhead on and, and it takes time and iterations to to all of that so when i say we're not there we're way ahead of everyone else other than wing actually um but we still have work to do so I think over the next 18 months, we'll we'll raise another round towards the end of this year, early next year. And over the next 18 months, we will probably roll out to between one and two million people in Ireland mm-hmm. and one or two other European markets is our goal. And that's the, that's still tiny. We can manage that with our eyes closed, but that lets us collect the data that we need to be certain about what a full scale rollout would be like. Yeah. Um, why did you drop the name Aero, by the way, from the name Mana Aero? Because we're an airline. Um, the airline industry uh, all has the .aero domain. And mm-hmm. I sold my business to a company called CETA mm-hmm. uh, in Jesus, 2003, Eland. Mm-hmm. And they actually operate the .aero domain. Um, and I just thought it was, a, it was a nod to the fact that we actually are an airline. I mean, people say we're drone delivery. Yeah, we are, but it's actually an aircraft. It's a fully fledged aircraft and we have all the governance and procedures, legals that an airline has to have. So therefore, um, we're, that's our domain. Mm, okay. Um, just in terms of commercial interest, companies that are ready to go with you, obviously you've got, uh, you know, retail and fast food and uh, coffee chains that are interested now do you, would you say that you have more companies ready to go yeah we do uh everyone wants to work with us like we haven't yet encountered a company that says you know what no we we really don't want to use drone delivery for our business they all want it but for various reasons it's not possible yet for us to work with all of them what we want to do is is half and half we want to work with all the big brands so You've seen that Coca-Cola or an investor, Ben and Jerry's, Tesco, and so on. And you need them. Like people want those big, well-known brands. But we also want to work with all the mom and pops, all the local shops. So if you look what we did in Oramore, we had 19 different vendors in Oramore, all the local businesses, the coffee shops, and so on. And so so that's kind of the way we want to do it. So in the case of Blanchard, we haven't announced yet who our partners are there. I think we have eight initial launch partners. We won't announce them until right before uh, we go live, but they're all the brands that everyone in Blanche already knows. Mm. And and then we've reached out to some of the local restaurants as well and some other, think farmer's market type operators that will come make the food or make the products or whatever right where we are. So there'll be a, a kind of blend of brands that people know very well and, and mm-hmm. local in Sindo interview, uh, I think it was a year and a half ago, you said that one of your motivations here was to try and build the biggest company that Ireland's ever seen. So that would make Mana bigger than Stripe, bigger than Guinness. Stripe's an American company. Oh, no, it's an Irish-American company. If you talk to the Collisons, <laughs> they say it is yeah. an Irish-American company. Let me explain that. Um, there's two parts to it. One is a statement of ambition for my own team. Uh, to understand what we're trying to accomplish, right? Uh, we, we don't want to sell this, but like I've sold my last three businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to really go for this and maximize it. Like So that to us means 
we really go fast, hard, and we beat everyone else. And we don't think of ourselves as an Irish company that, that's always inferior and always sells early. We want to really go for it and scale it. If, if we can get access to capital, we want to win. We want to be the biggest in the world. That's the first part. And the second part is the size of the market we're serving. There's, I mean, DoorDash do 2 billion deliveries a year. Uber Eats do 1.5 billion. Overall, there's 4 or 5 billion orders between North America and Europe that, that are done today. And we can replace all of those because a lot of them are urban. We can replace about 50% of them. So our target market for our target today is 2.5 billion deliveries. And that's a big business. That is bigger than any business that, that Ireland has ever seen already. And it's growing at 10% a year. So it's a $350 billion industry growing at a rate of knots. And that's just food delivery. But you layer on all the other use cases, like coffee isn't a deliverable product now, but yet uh, we deliver coffee every day. Um, it's a huge category. Groceries is a huge, there's all these other categories. By the way, can I, can I just say, how lazy is, is it to get your coffee delivered to your door? I mean, I can understand why you'd get a takeaway delivered to your door. Part of the whole thing of getting coffee somewhere else and not in your own home yeah. is to go somewhere. But why don't you make your own dinner? Well, I do. We do. <laughs> you don't use takeaway. No, we do okay, sometimes. Yeah, no, I, no I, I take your point. Okay, the point, the reason that you would get a takeaway, that yeah. this is a total aside here, is that you want that food and there is nowhere to go to eat it at that price. And you want to, the convenience of your own living room. You've had a hard day. It's yeah. the evening time. The reason right. you go get a coffee is it's the morning time or it's lunchtime. And often it's somewhere to go to escape your living room. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yet most of the Starbucks in San Francisco have removed all the chairs um, because they don't think that's a great business. It's a real estate business and that's not what they want. Well, that's that's we mentioned Stripe earlier on and uh, they won't be happy to hear that. That's how they got started by using uh, yeah. Starbucks as their office. Yeah, me too. Um, so so the coffee is interesting, right? So co coffee is, is, is it's a behavioral thing. And if you ask the behavioral economists, why do people pay four quid for a coffee when they can make it for 10 cents at home? The reason is they believe they're outsourcing it to a better, higher quality mm. operator. And and there is a there's a psychological thing going on there. It's not laziness. It's they think they're getting something better. But bear in mind that when people order from coffee from us, it's a social thing. So there's more than two. So there's like 2.2 beverages in every coffee order we do. So they're buying it for somebody. Somebody is saying to somebody else in the house, do you want a coffee? Let's, they say, yeah. do you fancy a coffee? Yeah. It's a social thing. And they order pastries as well. And, and you might make your own coffee, but you're not making your own pastries. Mm -hmm. So th it, it's more to it than, than just the coffee. We get very few orders for one coffee. Mm. That, you know, that person is on their way to work. They're going to pick it up. They're going to drink it. because That's who I was directing my ire at, the saddos who are ordering single coffees to their home. But I'm glad to hear that's not happening. Um, one or two random uh, last questions. Dublin Airport, what do you think they should have done? about the drones there? I I think if those people that did that were doing it maliciously, they should have come down very hard on them. I don't know if they were. I've heard different stories. Um, I think I have a huge amount of respect for Dublin Airport. The CEO, the new CEO in place knows what he's doing, um, knows how to run and scale a big business. That, that business is a massive contributor to the Irish taxpayer, and it's well run. Um, but the the drone thing, it's nearly impossible problem to solve. 
did they could they've acted more quickly possibly yeah but um you know i don't everyone seems to be or a lot of people seem to be bashing them for for letting this happen i think we should be bashing the idiots that flew the drones into dublin airport potentially maliciously and we should focus on what do we do next and for me that means Dublin Airport can assess what are the best technologies in the world for this. Legislators can put in place legislation to allow them to actually down those drones. Uh, and everyone should just move on and, and look, recognize that this is a problem that happens all around the world. It's going to keep happening, but we can improve on our response to it. Great stuff. Well, Bobby Healy, founder and CEO of MANA, not MANA Aero, used to be called MANA Aero. Now it's called MANA. Thanks a million for joining us from San Francisco uh, today on The Big Tech Show. Uh, thanks also to Tabitha Monaghan, uh, who produced, to Gav Hennessy, who was on sound, and Conan Doherty on video. And for me, Adrian Weckler, you've been listening to and watching The Big Tech Show in association with Square. We'll be with you the same time next week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. 